0: get ready to rock radio music you want to
1: hear and i'm saying hello again here to uh somebody we really admire at get ready to rock and uh, we did chat to you uh, a couple of years ago and it's by way of a catch-up on the release of a brand new album two cds blu-ray disc dvd and we say hello again to the legendary michael Schenker. hello michael
0: hello hello
1: those dulcet tones again and it's nice to uh, hear your voice and to catch up with things really over the last two years Uh, we started off with a track from the album called before the devil knows you're dead now um the renaissance of michael Schenker continues apace the last time we spoke was 2010 and i think that was after the release michael of the live in tokyo set and that coincided with your 30th anniversary of michael Schenker group now Tell us, how does the new Live in Europe set differ from that album?
0: Ah, well, first of all, it has different musicians. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's basically, it's a different era. It's, uh, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's the continuation of Temple of Rock, you know. And so next, for instance, in Temple of Rock, we have Doogie White singing uh, Michael Foss and... Uh, also, Robin McCauley. and uh, you know, after Temple of Rock, I did um, um, the the Michael Ford He was because people ask me like, how, you know, how how come I have like uh, three different lineups and so on. And uh, it's kind of interesting. You don't plan stuff like I don't plan stuff like that. But you know, when I when I was ready to get go on tour with the Temple of Rock, I asked, you know, Michael Frost told me he just, just signed a solo deal and he can't really tour, and so I had to figure out how to, how to deal with that situation, and so I kind of uh, realized that Dougie White was singing one song, Robin McCauley was singing a song, and Michael Frost sang a song, and sang most of the songs, and so I kind of um, asked Robin McCauley if he was available for the United States and tour, and and um, you know, and and so I I kind of realized that maybe what I should be doing, not any of those singers would be the original singer anyway of the summit that I was going to perform because it was you know like the best of Michael you know in the in the past or, or in, or of of my whole career, and um, so it didn't really it wasn't that important. There was not one person that had to do it, and so. And because there were three songs where all three singers were involved, I decided maybe uh, if they are not always available, maybe I can figure out who who can sing, on what part of in what in what uh, you know uh, on what country or on what tour, and so that's how I ended up with Michael Foss in Japan and Dougie White in Europe, and so that was the first step after Temple of Rock, uh, the album recording. We started um, booking tour, uh, you know, European tours with Dougie White and then, you know, uh, Herman Rabel. Um, and 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 with uh, with actually Herman was already uh, connected um, on a deeper level with me since Temple of Rock. But you know, I, I I started with the Scorpions uh, um, a love drive tour in the in the uh, somewhere around '79, and it never. It never finished, or we never, you know. I did only a few gigs. So for me, I saw this as an opportunity, as a last-drive reunion. And, you know, it's just kind of one thing leads to another, and we, and then all of a sudden we had a really good, solid lineup together with Dougie White on, on vocals. And, you know, the period in Europe touring, it, it got, it kind of created a, a, a more and more a, a kind of a good solid foundation, and uh, also, you know, um, it's a very unique lineup. and I thought maybe it would be a good idea to, to record this lineup, you know, and we are now already in the pro- progress of, of uh, recording a new album, too, which is going to be released by the end of, of 2013, but uh, I have a really good concept, you know, together for that, and so we're just moving.
1: Right, because I think you told me last time that a lot really depends on the availability of people as well, doesn't it? You know, if someone's not available for the state, so I mean, you can't do it, can you?
0: Yeah, but you know, the thing is, the funny thing is that um, that um, it it's like this. It's it's basically I I kind of believe also in certain things have to happen, kind of a thing, and uh, so I kind of flow with things. Um, you know, I don't insist in the particular way of doing it but it somehow it works out um just just fine you know and so at this point in time i'm focusing on fully on 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 this lineup making a new album so it's a unique lineup and and so it's really worth it to put lots of effort into the album title probably will be bridge the gap and that you know leaves a lot of um, um lyrically and and also in in all sorts of ways um it, it's uh, it's it's uh, you know it inspires in many directions. This is radio for the internet age. Get ready to rock radio.
1: Now um, this album is different, uh, especially this bonus concert recorded at the High Voltage Festival, because you joined by not only Rudolph, um, but we'll mention um, Jeff Scott Soto, but uh, also Pete Way. Um, was it your idea to feature these guest people?
0: Pete way yes, but but uh, I kind of don't really remember exactly how Rudolf came into the picture, and and Jeff Scott Soto, he just showed up and he just said like, hey, you cannot play Doctor Doctor with you guys, and yeah, come on, and and so we just ended up basically there. Uh, Rudolph knew that we we invited Rudolph to come over, and so he was available, but Jeff, you know, just showed up, and uh, so you know it, it basically it it all worked out basically on that day
1: and uh, your relationship you know rather than you know dredge up the past with ufo but i think um i remember you telling me last time michael that it was a somewhat rocky relationship back in the day and uh have things changed now really you can actually get on with people like uh members of ufo pete way included
0: yeah, of course, but you know, Pete, I haven't really spoken to Pete for for a while. When we did Temple of Rock, I I was hoping that uh, with my support, Pete, you know, Pete kind of seemed to be okay, doing okay, and and I was hoping if 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 I surround him that he would be doing better and better and better on a daily basis. But you know, I guess he he's not really he wasn't really ready, and I had to let go of it. You know, and uh, I believe that you know when people are ready. They're, they're ready
1: and he was ready on the day sort of thing
0: well he was ready he appeared to be ready when we did the, the temple of rock you know and uh and, but you know it it uh, over and over it it kind of started to show that he was maybe not really ready and uh i started i i carried on um you know looking kind of after him and and you know uh you, you know have him involved in stuff like that but he is not as ready as he
1: needs to be. No, no, I understand. Now, UFO is a big part of your career, away from Michael Schenker Group, MSG. And um, something we didn't mention last time, we probably skated over the 1990s, when you were putting out a lot of great solo albums at that time. But in 1995, you rejoined UFO for what I've now explored, and is a fantastic album called Walk on Water. Can you tell us a bit about that? Because it, it did. It contained some, obviously, some great guitar playing, and uh, it's it's a bit of a lost album that. Because uh, even for maybe you know rock fans generally, because U, UFO weren't doing much around that time, and yet they did produce this album produced by um, Ron Neverson, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, it was uh, the '90s were a strange, uh, a strange uh, uh, era, anyway. And uh, I think a lot of music got lost in in, in those days. But um, you know, in, in 93, I was approached again by by UFO um, to do a reunion. And uh, you know, I, I at that point I said, like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I I think it's a good it's it's a good we can do this. And and, and so I had ideas how we should be doing it, et cetera. Et cetera. And so we started a, a concept and how to go about with it. And uh, you know, ended up doing the, the uh, Walk & Water album, which was fantastic. Um, it was great. Uh, uh, you know, we worked with Ron Neverson, the sixth member, as I call it. And, uh, you know, but unfortunately, or fortunately, or whatever, it's it just kind of went back and forth. We, we, we You know, we started kind of um, looking for proper management, and, and that seemed to, we kind of kept, I don't know. It kept going up and down. I guess maybe, in general, the idea started to differ, you know, between Phil and myself. Uh, I was I was owning half of the UFO name by that time. We discussed everything before we started, but then Phil st- started to change direction. And then somehow, you know, when not everybody pulls on the same string, it, it it kind of gets messy. And, and so it, basically, it starts... You know, the Pete Way gave it the the end kick. You know, like uh, at some point where he he was uncontrollable and uh, musically on stage he was stepping on my feet and and it was just becoming silly and uh, I, I, it was time for me to go. And uh, Phil called me up and asked me for the name UFO back because they needed to work and I gave it to him. You know, for 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 free. I didn't ask for anything in return and you know gave him my blessing and and rest of history get ready to rock radio
1: now let's move quickly on to um more recent things and uh you did refer to robin mccauley earlier on i'm not sure here but did he sing at all on your um american dates on the tour
0: yeah yeah early march uh, 2012 we started off with robin mccauley and uh, you know, that's that's when I, after I found out that Michael Frost uh, wasn't available, so I decided to, you know, to have, um, ask Robin to, to, to do the vocals. And because it was all best of Michael Schenker, there wouldn't have been a one original singer, because it's sung by Phil Mott, by Klaus Meiner and Gary Baden, and all sorts of different people. So it didn't matter. And so Robin was very interested and, and it was good to do something together again. Robin was singing incredibly. He also seems to be getting better as he gets older. And and it was a great tour, by the way.
1: Yeah. And we should mention also that out in the UK at the moment are um, one or two Macaulay Schenker Group reissues um, from around about 19 late 1980s, 1992. So uh listeners can go checking out that now um we're we're talking Michael in december twenty twelve um the live album is out, and um obviously the the d v d blu ray we 've got a special edition, lots to explore for people and of course, you'll be looking forward now to your forthcoming tour next April here in the u k and you've mentioned that that you'll have the uh the core band that appears on the live in Europe album now um i think i'm right in saying that on this album just to sort of conclude our chat really you've got um it is like a, a best of michael Schenker, really played by um some marvelous musicians now um i think that i'm right in saying there's only two tracks that feature from temple of rock the album itself
0: yeah there is uh hanging on uh sung by michael foss uh, yeah which is the high-voltage part, and uh, then Doogie uh, White singing the uh, Before the Devil Knows, You dead. Yeah,
1: that's right. Now, the question really is, do you ever feel constrained by your choice of set list? Because there's a certain expectation amongst the audience, not least, of certain classic songs. Do, you know, do you feel a little bit in a straitjacket?
0: No, it's, it's actually kind of more simple than one would think uh, because it's uh, it's, uh, um, the approach is a summit. It's not not MSG, uh, Schenker-Barden. It's not McCauley, Schenker. It's not uh, UFO. It it is none of those. It's Michael Schenker. And therefore, I I, um, look at uh, the songs that it doesn't necessarily have to have Lost Horizons on it or... Uh, which is something maybe I had just played in a previous tour anyway. I also look at something that uh, maybe I hadn't played for a while, that maybe it would be great to play again from the musical excitement point of view and from the audience point of view. You know, for instance, if I play Cry for the Nations over and over and over, I mean, every tour, I don't do that. I, I Then sometimes the next tour, I leave out Cry for the Nations and play Sleeping Nox Fly and stuff like that. But because this is a summit in general, um, I don't have a problem leaving some of the classics, Baden out, and just focus on, let's see, how many albums have I, you know, how many classic albums, and which periods are the, um, the, 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 the bigger periods, like for instance, Strangers in the Night, the uh, Buddha Khan, uh, Love Drive and the new album so if i pick from those it's not that difficult
1: no i know and uh yeah well it i mean it can only get more interesting i think as time goes on with this and i think i said to you last time michael that there's so much to explore of your music in the 1990s and into you know this um the last decade really not least your solo acoustic albums which i think are incredible as well thank you yeah so we say uh, best of luck with the album and of course best of luck um, um hopefully we'll catch up and have, perhaps have a chat before the tour in april
0: yeah yeah I'm on, a, on a consistent role of celebrating
1: that's and that's something you refer to actually in the sleeve note i mean it, nowadays it's more of a celebration isn't it
0: exactly
1: yeah and it's fun all the very best michael thanks for talking to us
0: thank you so much